Wolfpack Ninja Podcast, Episode 37, Jennifer Tavernier, The Mini Ninja. Hey everyone out there, it's the Ninja Doc. Before we get into today's podcast, me and the Wolves want to tell you a little bit about the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. Check it out. And then we're going to get right into Jennifer Tavernier. So check it out. We can finally talk about it. Let's talk about the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. Brian, go. What is it? It's going to be a huge an event. Huge event. It's going to be a competition. The biggest ninja event of all time. It's going to be in Denver, head-to-head racing. There's kids' classes, cash prizes. All the top ninjas are going to be there. It's Let, incredible. Let's talk about the cash prizes. Yeah. There's over $30,000 in cash prizes, guys. Over 30000 And this is cash prizes. There's also going to be swag and gear. I heard that if you win your category in the pro men's and women's division, you could win over $7,000. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, there's a leaderboard. Anybody can compete, though. I mean, all the pros will be there, but there's five different divisions. There's divisions for kids, uh, youth 12 to 18 years old. There's amateur men and amateur women. And anybody who ever wanted to try a Ninja Warrior-style course can come out and race the pros or race each other. This is going to be a really cool event. Yeah, and for those that aren't super competitive and just want to try their course, you can come out and do that too. There's no... There's no pressure. You don't if you're not competitive, but you love to do obstacles. Come out and just play. Pull up contests, rope contest, rope climbing contests. There's handstand contests. I mean, this is like all in. This is in Magnus Arena. Uh, it's going to be April 29th and 30th. Will be our first one, and it's going to be off the charts. Come from all over. It's it's going to be unbelievable. Moms, dads, kids. If you've ever wanted to meet with one of the pro ninjas, Jesse Graff, Megan Martin, Brian Arnold. We have kids' classes you can come and sign up for, and you get it's incredible. Yeah, it's unbelievable. We've got Joe Moravsky, we've got Nicholas Coolridge, Travis Brewer, we've got JJ Woods, Megan Martin. All of us are going to be there, the rest of the Wolf Pack, and there's and so many more ninjas. I mean, this is really an incredible opportunity, parents, for your kids to be able to do classes with the top ninjas. It's really cool. Want to learn more? Go to wolfpackninjas.com to get all the information you need. But don't take our word for it. Here's all the top ninjas giving you the skinny. The Wolfpack Ninja Tour is coming to a city near you. It's for the whole family. Kids classes. Participate. Fight childhood obesity. Gain knowledge. A portion of the profit goes to charity. Family fun. Super fun. Fun. Professional ninja race. $30,000 in cash prizes. Incredible. Epic. Fast action. Side by side. A portion of profits go to charity. Entertaining. Inspire our kids. 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 And all of us ninjas will be there. Over $30,000 in cash and prizes. And all the top ninjas will be there. The ninjas are making magic. Get psyched. Epic. Amazing. Fantastic. It's going to be a show like you've never seen. Fast action. (laughs) So yeah, you guys, this is going to be absolutely amazing. I mean, our pro team is Jeff Britton, the first American Ninja Warrior, Jesse Graff, Joe Moravsky, Jennifer Tavernier, Travis Brewer, Nicholas Coolridge, Ryan Stratus. We've got Jesse LaFlair, parkour master, Flip Rodriguez, the masked man, 
myself, the Ninja Doc, Brian Arnold, Ian Dory, Megan Martin, and J.J. Woods. And all of us, along with a lot of other ninjas like John Stewart, we're going to all be teaching kids classes. We're going to be out there having a great time. And all of the non-Wolfpack members are going to be competing with you and all the other climbers and parkour and other aspiring ninjas out there for over $30,000 in cash and prizes, actually over $31,000 in cash and prizes. Uh, We have a detailed breakup of the prizes, of the divisions, of everything on our website. It's going to be April 29th and 30th, and it's going to be off the hook. You really got to come out. It's going to be insane. This is going to be historic. And hopefully, if this goes well, we're going to be doing tour around the country at a bunch of different cities. So, Join us in Denver for this first historic Wolfpack Ninja Tour. A portion of profits goes to charity, guys. It goes to charities to help support our cause, to fight childhood obesity and diabetes. We're going to get kids active. We're going to be teaching them. I'm going to be emceeing along with a special MC guest. And we're going to be teaching our kids how to eat right, how to live right, how to become ninjas themselves. So a portion of profits go to charity. Come out and join us. Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Hey guys, welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. Woo! We're back. Another episode. And you know who we have today? Yeah, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. Your your teammate, your party, your she's party a, time. Yeah. She's a boss. Yeah, so we have Jennifer Tavernier on. She was a member of Team Party Time. She is a Team Ninja Warrior champion, and she performed phenomenally on the show. And that was the first time she had ever been on the show, and she ended up becoming, you know, the top female last year. So Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, it was really cool to see her because she was kind of a relative unknown. I know she had tested and stuff, and I knew she was on your team, and you were telling me a little bit about her, but I didn't really know anything. And then when I saw her, and she was getting up the warp wall and beating other women like no problem, and like, I mean, she, I was like, wow, she is like one of the best, and she hasn't even done American Ninja Warrior yet, you know. And when we film, or when we, sorry, when we recorded this podcast, she still hadn't done this season on American Ninja Warrior. And so, uh, you know, when, when I'm talking, you'll hear that when I talk with her, we talk as if she's going to be competing in, uh, you know, the coming weeks, which is the way the way it panned out. So now we're recording this afterwards. And of course, we know what happened. She didn't have the best um, initial season. And a lot of it had to do with this crazy sickness that she's had. She's been really sick. But I'm really looking forward to sharing everything she had to say because we talk a lot more than just ninja stuff. She tells us about a lot of heartache and like a lot of really interesting things she's gone through. Yeah, she's a phenomenal athlete. I'll tell you right now. And she's a mom. Yeah. She's a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. I mean, 
when I first met her, I, I had my doubts, like when I was choosing a team and I saw what she could do and I saw videos and I was like so impressed and I was like, uh, wow, she's phenomenal. I don't know if she had the skill. I didn't know she had the skills to do the course, but from what I saw in the videos she was doing, I knew I couldn't do what she did. She yeah. does. She does some things with, uh, especially her abs, her, her cores is amazing. Um, just watching that alone convinced me I was going to take a chance and put her on my team. And wow, what a payoff because she was the, like, she was like points. Every time she ran, we're getting points pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. She was incredible. She performed really well. And, you know, she's, she's been through a lot. She's got a lot of experience too. So it's not like she's, um, just coming into the whole game kind of naive. She's got a huge following on social media, huge. You know, she's got a huge following and um, let's hear from the sponsors and then let's get back to the interview. Let's do it. Today on the Wolfpack Ninja podcast, we have Jennifer Tavernier. She is amazing. She's awesome. It's unbelievable. She's 33 years old from Minneapolis, Minnesota. She is the mother of two little ninjas, two little girl ninjas who are unbelievable as well. Six years old and eight years old. She's a personal trainer. Uh, she's a group teacher of, of ninjas. She's really incredible. Your Instagram is now over 70,000 people. Yeah, I'm thrilled. It's unbelievable. You're, you're growing. I mean, obviously, this is going to be your first year at testing yourself and your skills on the American Ninja Warrior course. Yes. That's incredible. And last year, you were a tester. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show. It's so good Thank to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's great it's, to be here. Jen, Jennifer, the first thing I want to say is, you know, a lot of women... They get pregnant, they have kids, and they come back, and they're athletic, and they do great. And, and that, that's all great. But yeah. you've taken it to the next level, and you are actually now like one of the top competitors, male or female. And this is going to be your debut season on American Ninja Warrior. People are going to see this. It's unbelievable. And on your Instagram, I mean, just following you, watching what you can do. It's unbelievable. Thank you. And so, uh, yeah, I just want to first give you a big uh, props, <laughs> a big kudos, and, and a high five. Thanks a lot. It's pretty awesome. So tell us a little bit how you got into American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> sure. I had never heard of the show until Casey Catanzaro's video came out when she completed the finals course. And uh, everybody was going crazy because she was the first woman to do that. And so, yeah, I watched the video and, and was super intrigued and interested and started looking into it a little bit more, applied to the show, and also found a gym that had just opened. I was so excited. Oh, yeah. Uh, it had just opened in Minnesota, Ninjas United. So I started training up there really hard and doing lots of pull-ups, trying to prep for the show. And then I didn't get selected. So I oh, went man. down. I know. I was, I, was, I was disappointed. I thought I had a good shot. But I went down to Kansas City with my friends. And, you know, looking back, I'm really glad that I didn't get picked last year because... I don't know if I would have done that well, <laughs> and I and I got a chance to test the obstacles, and, and you know now ha- I have that experience in my pocket, and so that tri- you know that trip was fantastic, and uh, that's what started me off. What, what was that like testing the obstacles your first time? It was exciting. I mean, I remember not being able to sleep at night <laughs> because <laughs> I was so excited about it, and I was I was doing well, and they were noticing, you know. 
so well, so that was exciting for me. Yeah. yeah, they kept asking me to come back up and retest the obstacles. They were short on girls, you know, they always are. Yeah. Want females to be able to to try the obstacles. So, yeah, it was it was a fantastic experience. Well, now I remember seeing you cuz you know, the ninjas come out and watch the testers <laughs> sometimes. We're not, you know, always supposed to, but I remember seeing you and thinking, "Wow, who is this? You know, I mean, she's got incredible skills. You just stood out amongst all the, That's the men. That's super and, fun to hear. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's it's totally true. I, I was like floored. I was like, wow. And uh, I was really shocked. I thought you were like a professional tester or something. <laughs> like, they, you know, because they have, some, yeah, you know, some of the right. ATS team as professionals. Um, and I didn't realize that you, you know, the, the beast that is Jennifer <laughs> Tavernier. So it's really cool. And then. You got to be selected by Brian Arnold for oh, Team Ninja man. Warrior. Yeah, that was that was so incredible. I, yeah. I had no idea that was going to happen. I had, um, you know, after I tested, I was really hooked, and I had just decided to dedicate that next year to my training and just be as good as I can for the next upcoming season. And met Brian at one of the competitions I had entered in Denver, and yeah, he um, he saw me, and then ended up calling a couple weeks later and telling me about the show and I was, he says you know I don't know if you have time or if you're even interested but would you like to be on a tv show with me <laughs> I was like what <laughs> yes uh, yes <laughs> put my life on hold that's <laughs> absolutely awesome. I will so well I'm glad he chose you I mean it in retrospect it was an obvious choice it was an incredible choice because you really were a strong strong part of the team thank you it, it was it was awesome. It's cool. It's cool to watch what you can do with your body. You know, I mean, you're so strong and agile. Do you rock climb at all? Um, I've started adding it in a little bit to my training. Um, yeah, I think the technique for rock climbing has definitely helped, but that's not how, what I started doing at all. That's amazing. You're so strong. Thank you. You'd probably be I'm... one of the best climbers in the world. Ah. <laughs> you, you put your heart in it. It's crazy. Thank you. It's, it's really cool. No, I mean, you obviously just genetically have it. And yeah. What was it Genetics like to effect. go through, I mean, six years old and eight years old? So you had like, and I know what this is like, a multiple year, your body's going through these incredible oh, changes, weight swings. Mm-hmm. I mean, what mm-hmm. was that like being pregnant and what happened to your fitness and... Yeah, I was a teacher when I had my my first daughter and so I wasn't super active. I was, you know, going for walks. I've always I've always liked moving. I've always liked being active, but I wasn't yeah. super fit at that time. Um, but I had a healthy pregnancy and you know, I I dropped most of the weight all right afterward. Um but definitely wasn't in top condition by any means. Yeah. And then I uh, actually, a friend invited me to do stroller fitness. Stroller which fitness. Which changed my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's groups of moms uh, that get together and um, put their kids in strollers and use resistance bands and do body weight exercises. And they work hard. Oh, wow. And, and I loved it. So that's how actually how I got into group fitness and became a personal trainer. I started off working with moms. Oh, cool. And then I was doing that during my second pregnancy. So I was I was pretty fit. And then afterward, it was a lot easier to get back in shape. But, yeah, I forget what was the question. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Oh, about the pregnancies. Yeah. They were they were two good healthy pregnancies. So everything went smoothly and everything was pretty smooth with both of those pregnancies. Yes. Yeah. And did you feel like it took you a long time to get your level back? You know, I don't. I think 
doing stroller fitness while I was pregnant Mm -hmm. with my second daughter helped a lot. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like it was terribly hard because I had kept up. So you stayed active. I stayed active all the way through that pregnancy until about the last month when it just hurt to move. (laughs) So yeah, and my wife continued rock climbing. You know, she she did like a V seven when she was you know five months pregnant. Sure. So you can do that. Yeah. And there's studies that have come out. Very healthy for the babies. Yeah. It's much better than sitting around eating pickles and ice cream on the yeah. couch, Netflix and chill, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. I felt a lot better after that birth than with my first daughter when I hadn't been as active, for sure. You know, you're a personal trainer. Yeah. What kind of advice would you give to women out there, to men and women, you know, mm-hmm. and, and maybe even kids? Maybe it's different advice. I don't know. Maybe it's the same. But what would you advice would you give if they're feeling like, man, where do I even start? I'm not in great shape. Yeah. How do I start? I'm not a ninja yet, but I would love to be someday. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that a lot of people are intimidated, especially women, intimidated by the obstacles. And they think, I could never do that. You know, that's great for them. You know, it looks like fun. We have a lot of people come into the gym that I that I work at, Conquer Ninja Warrior. And a lot of women look at the obstacles and I can see that they want to try it. And they're, they're intrigued, but they're afraid of, of failing. They're afraid they're not going to be able to do it. And they're afraid that they have to get in really, really good shape before they would ever be able to try any of the obstacles. So if you can, if you're interested in doing that and you can um, get to a gym where there's somebody who can work with you, try it. I mean, I have, I have, uh, you know, moms that are in their 40s that work with me and came to me and couldn't do a pull up and you know now they're swinging from bars and they're going to the park and doing monkey bars with their kids That's awesome. and they lo- you know they're so happy that they can be that active with their kids and um they just you know they feel so good about themselves and, and doing obstacles is so fun it is it's so different than any other kind of workout that you're going to get yeah it's and a it, fun workout it's a fun workout and it's addicting because you know you keep getting better and you keep being able to do more of the obstacles and harder obstacles. Totally. So the challenge kind of never ends. That's really good advice, I think, for everybody out there is, you know, just, go out and get just some help. Just try I mean, it. Yeah, yeah, just try it. Get a little bit of help. Get a little mm-hmm. instruction. And later on, we'll, we'll talk about how people can contact you in the sure. in the Minneapolis area. You yeah, know, absolutely. Because, um, you know, I, I would I would actually love you to personally train me. I bet, <laughs> I bet you know, I, I would improve. But... What, what about nutrition? Is Do you think that's mm-hmm. important? Or? I absolutely think nutrition is important. I'm not um, incredibly super strict. I don't eat chicken and broccoli for dinner every night. and uh, But I, I don't eat a lot of processed food. I don't eat a lot of sugar. Uh, you know, I have a teaspoon of my coffee every day and some dark chocolate. And, you know, it makes me smile. And, you know? <laughs> it comes here and there. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think nutrition plays a huge role in um, controlling your weight and just feeling good. I feel so much better when I eat good food. Yeah. And I think after you have, uh, for a period of time, decided to eat better, then you start noticing how much worse you feel when you eat bad food. Right, right. And we've heard that from a lot of people. And, uh, you know, it, I think that it takes, in the other vein, it takes maybe sometimes a couple weeks or a couple months to change the way you feel if you start eating healthy. It's not oh, like absolutely. Yeah, it's not like yeah. instantly. Your body's biochemistry has mm-hmm. to change a little bit. So you got to give it a couple weeks. Yeah. Let those cravings go away. Yeah, well absolutely. It's music to my ears to hear 
that you try and stay away from sugar and processed foods. It's a huge problem in, in America and in a lot of the first world countries these days. And it's why our, our diabetes epidemic is spinning out of control and mm-hmm. why a third of the children in North America, in, in the USA, I should say, are overweight or obese. It's really kind of scary. And so I think it's a great message. And just just starting to you know make the public aware of that, that sugar is actually a drug you know, and it, it lights our brains up the same way cocaine does. Crazy. It's, yeah, it's crazy. And so it's great to have you as a role model to a lot of people out there and they, they can see what you've done. Now, you're 33 years young. And <laughs> tell us a little bit about, you know, do you feel stronger and better now than you ever have? Or do you feel? Absolutely. I've never been in this kind of shape in That's my life. Awesome. And, yeah, it feels fantastic. Good and for you, girl. Thank you. It's it's exciting to know that you don't have to be 25 to be in good shape. You, yeah. can, you can get in shape whenever you want to. I see people in their 60s and 70s killing it at the gym. And, uh, you know, our bodies are capable of amazing things if we really put them to work. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm 41. I feel the same way. I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. And sometimes, you know, I think I think some of it is just you do gain a little bit of intelligence about your body and about your training and your resting and your eating as you get older. Yep. And as long as you listen to those voices and you kind of go with them, mm-hmm. and it sounds like you've been able to do that really well through two pregnancies, no less. Thanks. Yeah. As I, I mean, I've, I've been an athlete a lot of my life and getting back into fitness now after having these girls and training really hard, I noticed that I have to take more rest days than some of the people that I train with. My body's just not ready a lot of the time to, to hit it really hard again the next day. What about your girls? What about raising these two beautiful little ninjas? Now, you know, you said to me earlier before we had this talk mm-hmm. that they're pretty, that they're already doing like ninjas. They're good. Oh, they love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, what advice would you have to parents and to kids? Maybe two separate pieces of advice. Just about. Yeah, how to raise kids and have mm. them healthy and be yeah. little ninjas. <laughs> I think um, helping your kids find something that they really like to do that's active. You know, there's so many different options out there. And, you know, my younger daughter loves going to the playground. She just loves to climb on things. She always has. And my older daughter loves dance. And um, so trying to help them. So trying to help them, uh, you know, just have access to the things that obviously make them kind of come alive. Yeah. I feel like is a great gift a parent can give their child. And, and they just love it naturally. I mean, they're they do. little monkeys, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just like my little monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I think most little kids are. I think most little kids like to move. It feels good to move. What do you th- do you do you focus on spending a lot of time outside or is it mostly inside in the gym or they love coming to the ninja gym uh, when they get a chance, and yeah. and then yeah, they love going to the to the playground or the park. I mean, being outside is great for anybody. Um, yeah, so they like both. They're in gymnastics, and um, so I feel like that's a great base for them to take wherever they want to want to take it eventually. Are you worried for their safety ever? Like, oh my God, she's gonna fall and break an arm. She's swinging, and uh, other people are. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I, you know, I mean, 
when my younger daughter was like 18 months old, she was climbing out of her crib and climbing up on my other daughter's bunk bed and jumping on her. And <laughs> so, I mean, she's been crazy since she was tiny. And so I think I, I know what she's capable of. And yeah. yeah, sometimes, sure, she's in a place where I feel like, okay, I need to go stand under her because <laughs> right. um, what she's doing is dangerous. But well, and I'll tell you, as an ER doc, you know, I, over the last 10 years, I've seen a lot of kids with a lot of injuries. Sure. And I can tell you that they are actually made of rubber. Hmm. Like, they actually are. I mean, it's really rare in my ongoing day-to-day ER physician life to see a kid who actually gets hurt from falling out of a tree or from... And I know when I was a kid, I fell off the roof of my Jeez. house flat onto my back and got up and brushed it off. And oh, my like, goodness. <laughs> I fell out of a tree and hit a, a fence that had, like, spikes coming out of it. Crazy. I, I fell out of it. I was pushed off my treehouse. <laughs> and and so, you know, I, I know kids are really hardy from experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's very easy as parents to be overly protective. Sure. And I'm not being an advocate for letting your kids you know, climb, do something very dangerous. Mm-hmm. You have to have a healthy amount of respect. But I think that also in the other, the other side of the equation, it's true and important to let your kids have that freedom. It sounds like you do that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Now, but, talking to kids, talking to six to eight year olds. If you mm-hmm. were talking to a whole, let's say, a whole country of kids out there, <laughs> what would you say to them? Ah, uh, yeah. If you're, <laughs> if you're there's something that you see that you really want to try, you know, ask your parents if you can get out there and do it and if you can have access to it. And, you know, if that's not possible now, keep it in your mind. Maybe down the road you'll be able to, but, you know, get out there and do something that you really like to do and that that looks interesting to you and try lots of different things. Because even if you see something that maybe doesn't look that great, you never know until you try it. So, yeah, and it helps to have a passion and really love what you're doing. Absolutely. And for a lot of kids, they've they've kind of come on to the ninja, the ninja ship, and uh-huh. we are set in sail. Oh, know? absolutely! It, it's cool. It's a great way to do self improvement through a really fun activity. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, get out to the ninja gyms and find someone like Jen to Jennifer <laughs> to help you reach your goals. And, yeah. and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's great advice for kids. Now, when I see you out there on the course, you try really hard. Like you're able to dig very deep. And mm-hmm. that's that's a characteristic that doesn't come naturally or easily to mm-hmm. people. Why do you think you're able to, to do that? Um, I think that I'm ridiculously competitive <laughs> and I care a lot about my performance and I and I want to do well um you know I've had I've been through some hard things in my life that you know I think they've just made me appreciate life a lot more and I want to get the most out of this ninja this you know this point this moment in my life when I have all these opportunities and make the most of it and make memories and um I want to I want to live my life doing things that I love and I love this. What, you know, tell us tell us a little bit about the hard things that you went through. Sure. So after the birth of both of my daughters, um it was a couple of years, tried having another baby and I ended up going through four miscarriages in a row and just not being able to figure out what was wrong and it was extremely hard not only physically but emotionally and mentally. I bet. 
I, you know, I'd always wanted to have a big family and that was kind of the crashing down of that dream. And, you know, obviously I'm super thankful for my two girls, you know, <laughs> that yeah. they're, you know, it was still, it was still very difficult. So, yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, it's a natural, unfortunately, it's a natural part of being a human being. Yeah. And, I mean, up to a third of pregnancies end in early miscarriages. And, mm-hmm. and so, you know, I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that. Um, what Thanks. advice would you give to women who have to deal with that kind of emotionally? Or Yeah, I mean, I think I felt like there was something wrong with me. And I was, I was really proud of um, having a healthy body. And it didn't feel good to think that something was wrong. And I guess just... There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. You know, like Noah said, it's common. It happens a lot. Don't be afraid to tell other people and to share your experience because I think you'll, you know, the more I started talking to people, the more I realized that it was common. And, you know, I I feel like nothing can really take away that pain. And I feel like that's okay just to embrace that and to let yourself feel, feel sad. But, you know, obviously... Each person has to decide if they're going to continue pursuing, you know, trying trying again, or if there comes a point when you need to stop and be done. And you know, for me, I reached that point, and I I threw myself into fitness after that, and that was incredibly fulfilling for me. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's going to yeah. help a lot of a lot of people because a lot of people wrestle with that, and it's not spoken about a lot. But you know, in the mm-hmm. emergency department, almost every single shift. I have a young mother come in wow. with, who's having an early miscarriage. Mm. And so it is very, very common. And, you know, it's the natural way our bodies a lot of times, you know, I mean, this is a hard way to say it, but get rid of something that may not work anyway. Sure. It's, it's more rare. You know, it's kind of like the quality control. And it's a, it's a weird way to say it, but it's true. A lot of chromosomal yeah. abnormalities and stuff get get kind of thrown out, and that's just a normal thing. It's such a complex process; it's very easy for things to go wrong. Yeah. And so that's the body's way of saying no. Something was kind of wrong, mm-hmm. and it's not our faults. You know, it's just yeah, the way it is. It's the way it is. Even so, though no one wants to hear that. <laughs> yeah, and then you had mentioned that you had something else that I I, I think was maybe even yeah. Kind of right before that happened, I have a, had a brother who was a couple of years younger, and he was a Marine, uh, and he had been deployed twice to Iraq, and he was in the infantry and, you know, just saw some really hard stuff while he was there, and, and when he came back home, struggled with post-traumatic stress disorder and uh, traumatic brain injuries, and, you know, he fought that for a long time, but we could tell, you know, he was just really tormented, and he ended up committing suicide, oh, wow. and, you know, that was just earth-shattering for my parents, and, you know, obviously that was hard on me, too, and especially seeing my parents be so so sad you know that it it was tough and it, you know it still is tough I think uh it's something as a parent you never want to have to experience and so that definitely changed the way that I viewed the world and I think it's easy when you don't have anything ever happen to you that's hard or sad or wrong to feel kind of invincible maybe and you're doing things right, and that's why everything is working out for you. But, 
you know, I think it it made me appreciate life more and it made me want to pursue things that I love to do even more wholeheartedly and yeah. take advantage of opportunities that I had and 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 focus on doing things that I loved. So Yeah, and you obviously have. I mean, it's gosh, that's horrible. Jennifer, that's that's horrible. I'm so sorry for your loss. It's, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, yeah. that's really a powerful thing and it, it sounds like you know, in a way, and it, it's it's hard, but it's an indirect kind of gift of perspective that you got from your brother, because what you've managed and you've taken it and really you've you've managed to turn your life into really something that I mean, you're a role model for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it, I'm serious too. It's it's incredible uh, to you know because a lot of times we're given these chances to get perspective in life and mm-hmm. to to experience hard things and maybe not everybody gets to experience that. Right. But it, it you know what kind of lessons are you going to take from the failures, from the horrible tragedies, from the bad things that life is going to dish up. Yeah. And I think that there's a, a powerful lesson that you're giving us which is try and find the good in it and try and use it to you know maybe make your life and other people's lives better. Yeah. You're obviously doing that. I mean you're you're a big role model. Um, do you think that's part of the reason why you're able to kind of give it your all out there? Yeah, I think so. I think I want it really bad. And I've devoted a lot of my time and my energy into this. And yeah, I feel like there's a huge opportunity to to be one of the best women out there. And, and I want to do that. Well, now, now you're already. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're already I, one of the I best I would really like to be the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, good How for about you. that? <laughs> good for you. I mean, I think it's within your, within your reach. And it, it's really exciting to see and, and to see what you're going to do. And, and I hope hearing that. Some of the other top women feel the same way, and they're. And I hope that makes them feel a little bit like, ooh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm sure Megan's going to have quite a bit to say. I mean, you know, we got to get her training. Absolutely. You know, oh, even I'm, more. Megan, Megan's phenomenal. I think oh, it's she's so amazing. Na- it's so natural for her, and it's fun to watch her. She has just a gift. Breeze through the obstacles, and yeah. I, I mean. Yeah, what do you think There's, about the other top women? Oh, uh, you know they're phenomenal. I had a chance to compete with Michelle at a at a local comp, and you know I was just floored by her upper body endurance and oh, yeah. you know her her calm about her. And Jessie Graff has always been inspiring to me because I I just think you know she's just phenomenal and makes everything look really easy. Oh yeah, and I know it's not. And I loved loved last year that she uh, performed so well against the men and and. She made it to Vegas all on her own. Yeah, right? you mean outperformed. She outperformed. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. Uh, most of the men. In a really hard field. I mean, she made it to, she almost finished the whole course, a really tough course. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking the finals course of Venice Beach. For those of you who didn't see, or you should go back and watch. Jesse Graff dominated in a strong field and... I think she took like eighth place or something. Or I I don't know off the top of my head. That sounds about right. Yeah, I mean she she really did well, and mm-hmm. so yeah. And and now, what are your proportions compared to like Casey? Do you know? Did you guys size up? Yeah. Um, oh, and Casey, of course. I mean, she's a huge inspiration to all of us. Casey is an inch shorter than me, and I think probably about ten pounds lighter. Wow. So yeah, she's 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 tiny too. <laughs> yeah, you guys are yeah. I love the double entendre mini ninja. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you know, that's that's really cool. And uh, that's your 
that's your social media. I, I just want you to mm-hmm. tell people out there, what is your Instagram? Your, how do yeah, people follow you? You got 70,000 followers. You're doing something right. I mean, something <laughs> inspirational. What, what yeah. are your social medias? Uh, so I use Instagram. I post to Instagram every day and usually share it to my athlete page on Facebook as well. Instagram is mini ninja, M-I-N-N-E, like Minnesota uh, ninja. And then, yeah, I started it last summer. A friend recommended that I just start making videos of my training and post them. So um, it's lots of training. I have pictures up there as well. Um, I'm starting a website and I'm going to have subscriptions available to oh, have awesome. access uh, to have access to more of my training tips and insights and nutrition and recipes that I like and so it'll all be coming but if you follow me on Instagram you'll see when all of that comes out yeah and we we will post the show uh, in the show notes it's it probably will be out actually by the time this podcast airs so okay yeah we'll, we'll we'll post it all and you know it's really you're obviously doing something right. I mean, your tips and things in general are spot on. It's really cool watching the video. And, and I've got to post some. Uh, you're going to have to give me some of the videos to post on the show notes. Sure, absolutely. So people can see. I mean, some of the things you're doing, it's unbelievable. I mean, like it's full-on superhero status. I could not <laughs> do. <laughs> I could not do a lot of those things. And... That's cool because, you know, being a V10 to V12 climber, like when I'm in really good shape, I know how hard it is, you know, to be strong in your upper body. And that's more of generally conceptualized as a a masculine trait. Sure. But you're still very feminine and, you know, you're you're sweet (laughs) and beautiful and and girly, but you're also like an animal. (laughs) It's, It's crazy. And so... You know, it's really cool. And so people really have to check it out. Thanks a lot. The things you're doing are amazing. So we're going to look forward to watching you on American Ninja Warrior this season. Um, You know, you're probably going to be, you're probably going to be one of the top women out there. It's going to come down to nerves and anybody can slip at any point in time. How are you going to approach it? I know that. You know, I'm going to keep working on, working on areas that I feel like are weak for me. And and then I'm I'm just gonna go and do my best, you know. I'll get in my try to get in a you know a zone and and kind of shut everything out except for the obstacles in front of me and tell myself I can do it and give it everything I've got. I mean I I know I mean top people go out every year yeah, and totally. nothing is a given and I'm gonna try to enjoy the experience and enjoy the moment and you know hopefully I do well. There's certainly no guarantee of that and, and I'm well aware. <laughs> Yeah, but you do as well as you can. and Absolutely. You go out and you have fun. And mm-hmm. obviously you did really well on Team Ninja. So you obviously know how to deal with the nerves. And you looked like an experienced ninja. I mean, you really Thank did. Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> well, it was really cool. And it was great to see Party Time. Uh, you know, it was it was so cool. And uh, we have a whole separate uh, podcast dedicated to you and Brian and Jake, the Party Time, who were the initial... Ninja Warrior, Team Ninja Warrior champions, the first year season champions. So congratulations again on that. Thank you. And all your successes. Thank you so much. It's like amazing having you on the the show. (laughs) Thank Um, you. It's been an honor to be here. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Absolutely. Oh, that's a great interview. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. Very good. Wow. Right. I mean, she's been through some stuff, huh? Yes. Very emotional. I I can... uh, can relate a little bit my brother 
was uh, active duty for four years. So he, when he came back, he was pretty rough around the edges and took it took about a, a solid year before he was even close to what he was when he left. And still now, he's not the same. But yeah, I, I understand that he he uh, his friends have committed suicide. It's actually pretty tough. And yeah, we're actually recording this on nine eleven. When you guys hear this, um, yeah. You know, yeah, this is a, a pre-recorded. So anyways, I wanted to send out a, a thank you to all the servicemen out there um, because there's a lot of uh, stuff that they have to deal with that we don't have to deal with, and we can just enjoy all the sacrifices, you know, just being a part of this this country. Yeah, freedom's not free. It's true. Yes, thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, so... Uh, for Jennifer's family, it cost them, you know, one of the sons. And, uh, I mean, wh- what a, an incredible, you know, and horrible thing to have to go through to lose somebody because of mental anguish and pain from PTSD and traumatic brain injury. And, you know, it, obviously the suffering that they had to go through is something that we all share, but we don't have to experience always as individually. Ian, it sounds like, you know, your family had to, but we're all affected and we're all touched by this. And Brian, like you said, it being 9-11, you know, it it really makes you think about how important it is uh, to, to enjoy the ones you love and to enjoy your freedom because people fought really hard for it. And that's part of what American Ninja Warrior is all about is, Enjoying your freedom. Yeah, keep things in perspective, guys, when you're out there running that course. Don't get stressed out about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one's shooting at you. Yeah, there's <laughs> not people blown up in front of you, man. There's This is just someone falling in the water maybe before you. Big deal. It's not that big of a deal. And here's the other thing. is She was, she was open enough to share that she's been through all these miscarriages, and she really wanted a big family, and she's so thankful for her two girls, but... She she had this other horrible thing happen, which is she had to go through all this mental anguish trying to get pregnant, you know, again. And it pretty much, I mean, it sounds like it was something that was, again, emotionally really difficult. And despite these struggles, she's kind of she's kind of turned herself into this like total super mom. Right. Yeah, Uh, for sure. (laughs) She's a boss. I mean, yeah. So in any event, I think that, you know, she has a bright future uh, obviously, we just did Team Ninja Warrior again. It hasn't aired, so we can't talk much about it. She's, you know, she's been fighting like a, a sickness all year. But despite that, I think she's got this incredible future lined up in American Ninja Warrior, where she is one of the top, and she's already proved it. And I think she's gonna really prove it again and again, and be one of the superstars of the sport. Yeah, and if you people out there, you ninjas, if you haven't seen any of her videos, her Instagram. Go see why she has, like, a bazillion followers. It's crazy. Yeah. It'll blow your mind. I mean, my goals around core strength revolve around, like, doing, like, one of the things that she can do. Yeah. I mean, if I could do one of the things that she can do, like, for her core strength, then then I will I will move up a level. Yeah. Ninja Warrior, I mean, you, you, you see how strong she is, and it... And it just goes to show how hard the course is. I mean, she had a bad year, but it's easy to have a bad year. We've all we've all fallen. I mean, besides Jeff, so it'd be interesting to see her come back and 
what it would be like next season for her just because she is so strong and she is the champion and she has a lot of good things going for her. Okay, guys. So let's create a super ninja. We obviously have mm, to have... Super ninja. Yeah. So we have to have Drew Dreschel's flow. Yep, Drew's flow is in there. Um, you have to have Jennifer Tavnier's Core strength. Core strength. Mm. Mm-hmm. My good looks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ian's boyish charm. Yes. <laughs> Megan, we have to have your um your one arm power. Yeah. Need your power. My gold pants. Yeah. I got gold pants. <laughs> um well, ja- Jamie, I think Jamie Ron's tenacity. That's true. Jeff Britton's forearms, obviously. Yes. Joe Moravsky's uh, consistency. Mental game. We're gonna oh, end yeah, up leaving, mental We're going to end up leaving people, people out. Jesse Graff's, like... Green outfit. Wait. Jesse's oh, wait. green outfit? Yeah, doesn't she? I'd much like, rather have a super ninja that wore Jesse Graff's green outfit than your gold pants. Oh, the green outfit was so amazing. It's better than the gold pants, I think. Well, I got to bring something to the table, guys. You you do. You bring your um, fist your... pump. They would be really good at doing the. Oh, fist the look pump. back. You the look back. Yep, I got the look back wired. They made they made me into a gif. If yeah. You, oh yeah. Yeah, I got a gif out there. Someone made me into we, a gif. We, we'd have Travis Rosen's like try hard. He tries yeah. hard. <laughs> he does try. And hard. Travis Brewer's pushing power and handstand power and walking. You know, handstand his uh, mm-hmm. upper lower body. Coordination. I don't even know what you'd call it. Oh yeah. And Nicholas, his uh, ferocity, his yeah. like just. But go they, for they it. would have to be able to dance like Grant. Yeah, yeah. Or Lauren Ball. They'd have yeah. to be pretty smart, like Josh Levin. Yeah. That would make a great ninja. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. We're of leaving guys so there. many people. I'm <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, David Campbell's ability to bounce back from failure. <laughs> 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 okay, let's let's do some tips, guys. <laughs> Better cut that one out. <laughs> no. Shit, totally. oh, I just got mad points. <laughs> uh. So today's tip, I'd like to talk about dealing with stress, dealing with emotional turmoil, and all the things that Jennifer Tavernier had to had to deal with. You know you really have to do something called sublimation. And what sublimation is, Freud described it. When you have a hit to your personality, your ego, or something, you can respond to it with positive ego defense or a negative ego defense. And this is only one way to look at it, of course, but I always thought it was a pretty good way to look at it. And the best and most healthy ways to look to, to deal with these type of things are through positive sublimation. And you can do that through humor, and laughing at things and, you know, and, and making light of situations. You can do it through working out. You can do it through sublimation, which is taking the, the negative energy and turning it into something positive. And so while it's not easy, if you're feeling down on yourself, if you're feeling down on, on things in general because you've had something horrible happen, you know, the best thing you can do is take that energy, go out and go for a run. That's sublimation. Take that energy, go out and do something positive. Maybe go out and do some volunteer work. Maybe try and, you know, train yourself up and submit a video for American Ninja Warrior. That's sublimation. What you don't want to do is go to the store like Brian Arnold and get a pint of Ben & Jerry's. That works, though. 
Because <laughs> you're going to need energy for that run. <laughs> so, so maybe you get the pint of Ben and Jerry's and then you sublimate. You can run further. I love it. Can you I run love with it. the ice cream while you eat it. Could work. They, you know, actually, I was listening to um, a podcast the other day, and a lot of runners practice that. So when they're in these long runs, it's something that you need to know how to do. Yeah, yeah. Like eat or drink water while you're running? Yeah. Eat with the gut bomb. Or like train with the gut bomb. Yeah, because you need to be able to you teach your body to process as you're running. That's really interesting, actually. Yes, which gets me to my tip, which is always interesting. And that is, when we're, you know, I got this when we're talking about holes in the game. Every one of us has holes. Every single one of us. I don't care who you are. So, no, no, just did a gesture like he has no holes. But we all know Noah has holes. He's fallen. So we all have weaknesses. And, you know, if you're going to improve, if you're going to be the best ninja, you need to be, you need to have that personality to, to admit it and just, just acknowledge what they are. You know, sit down with a piece of paper, write them all out, and write all the things. I mean, you can write them in order from the best to your, your strengths all the way down to your your total worst ability and um which i think the best thing to do if you want to get better is to find that thing that you're the worst at and make it your strength just work on it and then you know go through that list and just start filling all those holes up and then eventually what's going to happen is you will be you'll be the ninja you'll be a ninja i think when you do that that's when you win that's when you beat american ninja warrior I, I think, I mean, it's, but it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop there. Even if you win, you're still going to have those weaknesses that you can go back and fill back in because what they're going to do is they're going to make the course harder the next year. And then they're going to find that weakness. Brian, that's a really great tip. And it makes me think of like, you could think of all your skills as a team and a team is only as strong as its weakest link. So if you start working on the weakest link and filling in those holes, you're going to get better and your team of skills is going to get better. Yeah, I, no, I think that's great. And actually it leads me into my tip, which is more during performance mental thinking and then also a way you can improve after retrospect. So when I'm competing or when I'm on Ninja Warrior, specifically, yeah, individual obstacles, you, you have this moment where you're competing where you go through it and you're either going to succeed or you're going to fall. And I like to put those moments and not dwell on them. I put them into a box and push it aside, whether I fell or whether I succeeded. So I'm starting with a clean slate every time. So I know exactly where I'm going to be mentally before I start each obstacle. So that's a great way to, to put yourself in the same place every time before you <laughs> before you actually attempt a rock climb or an obstacle or anything really and then one thing i like to do afterwards is, as well is is to analyze what i did so if i have video or if it's on tv and i see it I, i'll go back and analyze each one of the movements and and use that to like brian was saying earlier to fill the gaps fill those holes because watching yourself you're easily going to pick up on what you did wrong well there you have it another Wolfpack ninja podcast Megan was out sick today. Well, we miss her. We hope that she gets better soon. 
And please sign up for the Wolfpack Ninja Tour. It's going to be seriously phenomenal. A portion of profits go to charity, and VIP tickets are going super fast. Um, unbelievably fast, actually. I hope there's some left for you. That's a chance to hang out with all the top ninjas in a special event and come back and get all their signatures, photos with all of them. It's like every top ninja. It's kind of insane. Uh, so and you can also have a total weekend pass, front row seats for the amazing spectacle, which is going to be the finals. Uh, it's going to be a pro racing sport. You're not going to believe it. It's going to be so much fun. So go ahead, tell all your friends about it. Uh, this thing is going to sell out super fast, and then hopefully we can come to a city near you. So thanks so much for listening. This is Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc, signing out. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. We are on Facebook and Twitter at Wolfpack Ninja and on Instagram at Wolfpack Ninja Warrior. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. Oh!